This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 18th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. At the state level, 2015 has already been a big year for educational freedom. Jason Bedrick, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom, discusses the long list of highlights and short list of disappointments. The Wall Street Journal called 2011 the year of school choice after 13 states had adopted new or expanded school choice programs. Uh, This year looked like it was going to be the year of educational choice. Uh, And by that I mean in 2011 most of the states were either adopting a traditional voucher program or they were adopting um, a scholarship tax credit program where donors to scholarship organizations would receive tax credits in return for their donations and then those scholarship organizations would help low and middle income families attend the school of their choice. The major difference this year is that a number of states have adopted education savings accounts. Uh, Unlike previous voucher and tax credit programs, the savings accounts allow families to purchase a wide variety of educational products and services. Uh, For example, in addition to um, traditional private school tuition, they could also purchase tutors, textbooks, online classes, homeschool curricula, etc. And so it allows families to truly customize education for their children. All right. So uh, which states have moved and uh, what did they do? Uh, So this year, uh, Arkansas adopted a voucher program for special needs students and Nevada and Montana both adopted uh, scholarship tax credit programs. But three states, Mississippi, also Nevada, and Tennessee, adopted education savings accounts. Uh, Two of them were limited to students with special needs. Nevada, though, now has the first education savings account that is has nearly universal eligibility. And by that, I mean every single student is eligible so long as they have spent at least 100 days in the previous year at a public school. Earlier this year, of course, uh, the Cato Institute produced a short documentary film about scholarship tax credits and the legal fight that occurred there uh, over that program. And as you like to point out, uh, those programs are typically, I think in almost every case, found to be constitutional. So what's the state of educational freedom uh, at court? Yes. So voucher programs tend to be upheld, although in a few cases they have been struck down. Scholarship tax credits continue to have a 100% success rate at the U.S. and uh, state Supreme Courts. And that uh, New Hampshire case that you mentioned actually played a role in two lawsuits so far this year. So the Alabama Supreme Court uh, overwhelmingly ruled that the state's uh, tax credit scholarship program is constitutional, and they cited the case from New Hampshire. Uh, Also, uh, just a few weeks ago, a circuit court in Florida threw out a challenge by the teachers' unions to uh, a to the state's 13-year-old tax credit program, also citing the decision of the New Hampshire State Supreme Court. So that has played a role this year. Uh, There are a few other challenges pending, uh, one in Colorado, another in Georgia, uh, one in North Carolina, and the teachers' unions have promised that they are going to appeal the decision in Florida. Well, let's talk about New York. Uh, This you characterize as a disappointment for school choice. And, you know, let's be clear, uh, Governor Cuomo has made this 
sort of a signature issue. Yes, he has. Uh, he promised in his campaign that he would make it an issue, um, but you never know when what happens in campaigns. Uh, his father famously said that you campaign in poetry and you govern in prose, but he actually did stake a lot of political capital on passing an education tax credit this year. And uh, as of this week, it has not panned out. And this was uh, this week ended the legislative session. So it does not appear that this is likely to happen this year. They got the bill through the Senate, uh, but and they technically on paper had enough support in the House to pass the legislation. But the speaker would not bring it up for a vote. And so the bill died on the floor. What does 2016 look like? Uh, I think most of the states that were going to enact something did so this year. And uh, I mean, for example, uh, Texas doesn't even have a, a legislative session in the in the second year. They, there are a number of states that only have a legislative session every two years. Uh, one to look out for, I would say, is Virginia. They came very, very close to passing an education savings account this year. Uh, passed one chamber, uh, passed through the committee in the second chamber, and then died in a narrow vote on the floor. And so that's likely to come back next year. You may see a few other states, possibly Oklahoma, um, looking at an education savings account for next year. Uh, but I think the majority of, of states that are going to pass something uh, decided to act early and, and did so this year. We have a shrinking number of states that do not have essentially any school choice. I'm thinking of one in particular where I lived for a long time. And um, what is happening in those states that had some form of uh, school choice that have expanded it? And I guess what is the makeup of the people who think that these programs are a pretty good idea or worth keeping? Right. So actually this year, uh, we've had 13 states again adopt new or expanded programs. Uh, seven of them have been expanded. Uh, we did actually, very important, we, we hit a tipping point this year. More than half of the states in the country have a school choice law now. Uh, and of those states that uh, expanded the programs, it's interesting because it's not just uh, red states. I mean, people think sometimes that school choice is a, a Republican issue. Um, but Low-income African Americans, which generally vote Democratic, are very much in favor of school choice. Um, surveys from Education Next and Harvard University have found uh, north of 70% support uh, for school choice programs uh, among minorities. And so that's actually been reflected uh, in two of the largest tax credit programs in the country. So this year uh, in Pennsylvania, we had um, 166 legislators to 26 vote in favor of expanding their tax credit program. Uh, the, the, the partisan makeup of the legislature is about uh, three-fifths to two-fifths. Uh, so I think there's 83 Democrats in the legislature. Only 26 voted against the, the bill. Uh, in Florida, both chambers unanimously voted in favor of expanding the education savings account. Uh, so we are seeing that in states that have school choice, uh, Democrats over time are, be are warming up to the idea. They're seeing the impact uh, on their constituents and they're, they're coming around. 
Jason Bedrick is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.